Welcome to the Bad Fan Podcast. This is our MLB trade deadline special for 2022. And this is a place where you hear all about your favorite things from a point of view that probably will go against the grain of a normal fan. Today is all about the moves that have been made so far um, from this trade deadline. Um, so strap in for a quick roundup um, with me right now as we begin today's bad fan journey with the deals that have been done so far before the deadline. The MLB trade deadline ends at 6 p.m. August 2nd Eastern time, I believe. Um, and a lot has happened since the last episode as far as baseball is concerned. Um so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, if you notice, I'm wearing a Tottenham jersey right now. Um, Brandon and Cole have gone to bed. This is bad fan after dark. So let's get into some baseball stuff here. Um, Luis Castillo, the Cincinnati Reds pitcher that I rumored to be going to the New York Yankees, has, alas, been traded to the Seattle Mariners. He lands sleepless in Seattle and ready to play meaningful baseball. Um, huge, huge trade by the Seattle Mariners, um, state of intent. The Seattle Mariners are the longest, um, drought right now of postseason baseball at any other major league team. The last time the Seattle Mariners were in playoff baseball has been since 2001, which I was four years old. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Um, we're just going to move from the top trades from this segment to the trades, maybe with some lease um, kind of change and whatnot. We're not going to cover all trades, just a little disclaimer. Um, and I'll touch on some Brave stuff at the end with um, my take on how Atlanta Braves are doing this deadline as well. So, yeah, so we got started with Luis Castillo. Uh, the Reds get a haul um, in this package, probably the best that they could get. Um a lot of prospects from from the Mariners and whatnot. Uh, we're not going to get into that though right now. We're just going to kind of hit rapid fire with these trade deadlines and do a deeper dive in a later episode. Um, so later, we're going into this Josh Hader from the Milwaukee Brewers. Josh Hader, longer hair than myself, um, has been traded from the first place Milwaukee Brewers in the National League Central Division um, to the San Diego Padres. Uh, this is a deal that honestly came out of <laughs> left field. Uh, no, really, this is a deal that I did not expect to happen whatsoever. Um, Josh Hader getting traded, coming back the other way is borderline MLB ready talents um, in the sense of contributing to the Bre- like the Brewers are going to be making the playoffs, and this is what they're getting in return. The Brewers are getting um, Denlison Lament. He's a starting pitcher from the San Diego, San Diego Padres, Taylor Rogers, who is a relief pitcher and a couple of prospects to come along in hand. Now, Josh Hader was owed $16 million um, this following year on his contract. And um, yeah, it's the money matters here, which is kind of disappointing. The Brewers are the Atlanta Braves of the National League Central kind of operate as this mid-level, low-market-level um, team in that division. From a Brewers fan, this is definitely uh, this is definitely a statement of intent of 
I mean, Josh Hader, getting rid of Josh Hader does not make your team better in, in simple terms. Um, long terms, you know, the jury's kind of out. The trade's not horrible, but you don't expect it from a team that's leading the division um, in the NL Central. Um, hard to see this make the Brewers better. On the flip side, the San Diego Padres get Josh Hader. Um, whether it's a name shock value, Hader has not been as consistent as he has been in years past in the major league level, but the Padres are definitely saying, Hey, we're going for it. Whether it be the seventh time in a row, uh, will it work out? I don't know. We're going to keep going. The Yankees coming in with another huge trade after Luis Castillo, the next highly totted um, starting pitcher on the market was Frankie Montes um, from the Oakland athletics. Um, the Yankees get Frankie Montes. Um, this is huge. Um, the Yankees have recently put Luis Severino onto the 60 day injured list, which means he will not be available for the entire month of August. Um, which is, you don't know what picture you're going to get is obviously what the Yankees are feeling. So they wanted to sure up some, um, sure some talent here in Frankie Montes. Um, I would personally say regarded a little bit lower than Luis Castillo. Um, maybe it was an issue of prospects wanting to give up. But diving into this trade, they get Frankie Montes and Luis Trevino, who is pitching with an ERA above a six, uh, six ERA, which doesn't sound great. However, Luis Trevino, he's been there. He's been that guy um, not having a great season this year. The Yankees bullpen I won't say sus is suspect, but Michael King from the Yankees bullpen goes down with a season-ending injury, and they're grasping at bullpen pieces. And if Luis Trevino works out, great. Um, if he's been terrible within these next two months leading up to the postseason, you don't you don't pitch him. It's 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 not a hard deal here. Um, best case scenario, you have a guy that can pitch in a big situation. Worst case, you don't. You don't throw them in a playoff mix. Um, they have Clay Holmes, who's closing games out for them right now. Rolled as Chapman, 103 mile per hour setup, man. So they're really just, you know, getting an embarrassment of riches right now with Luis Trevino. Um, what it costs the New York Yankees is um, their number five prospect, Ken Waldachuk, number 10 prospect, Luis Medina, and number 20 prospect, uh, JP Sears and 21 prospect um, Cooper Bowman. All of these gentlemen being of the pitching sort, except Cooper Bowman, in which plays second base. Um, the Athletics have recently parted ways in the past 12 months with Sean Manea, Chris Bassett, Matt Olson, and Matt Chapman via trade. This is a team that is sell, sell, sell. Hopefully, this means that they're willing to be competitive. In two to three years, um, with the stockpile of prospects in which they are getting um, your former Atlanta Braves outfielder, Christian Pache, which is also with the Oakland Athletics right now. Um, moving right along, we're going to the Houston Astros. Houston, go and get um, catching help, uh, which is what they've needed. That's not named Wilson Contreras, uh, but instead go for Red Sox catcher, Christian Vasquez. Um, this is a good deal. Uh, 
they give up minor prospects for this guy. I'm not even going to list them. Um, Wilson Contreras would have costed more. And this is indicative of future moves that Houston has made in which I will get into and future moves that they will make um, by the time this episode may, uh, airs um, on August 2nd today. Um, but this is a state of intent willing to strengthen a position while also holding on to some prospect capital to deal for better talent as well. Um, so Christian Vasquez, um, he makes his first move um, away from the Boston Red Sox after getting drafted in, I believe, 2008. Um, so first move away from his MLB home. Um, it's a good move. Uh, Christian Vasquez, I believe he's hitting 270 since 2019. I'm pretty sure he's a good catcher. He's missed out. He's never made an all-star game, but he's been in that conversation, uh, for sure. Um, um, par with the Red Sox, they go ahead and deal for the unstable fantasy football diva. That is Tommy Pham, um, from the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Tommy Pham, I feel like it gets traded every year. Um, honestly, Cardinals to the Rays, Rays to the Reds, Reds to the Red Sox. Um, Padres were in there somewhere. Um, Tommy Pham getting in a scuff this year with former Braves outfielder Jock Peterson over a fantasy football league. The uh, the Boston Red Sox after being at 500 at the deadline think that this is the way to go not going to get into the boston red sox they're not good but they're not bad but they're definitely not good and this move doesn't make them better but they get tommy fam um he's a good outfielder um but i don't think it's what the red sox need right now i don't think it's Anyways, I don't think it's what they want. I don't think it's what they need, but they make the deal anyways. Um, Tommy Pham, again, only being in the headlines this year for fighting Jock Peterson before a baseball game over fantasy football. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Moving on to the MLB team that I'm most disappointed in this year is that of the Baltimore Orioles. (sighs) Baltimore Orioles are three games out of a playoff position right now. No one's expected this team to be in the position where they are right now. They have some heart. They have some soul. They have a great collection of players. They're now Cedric Mullins patrolling the outfield and center field slashing right now. Um, Mount Castle getting it done. And then we come to Trey Mancini. The Baltimore Orioles disappoint me more than the ending of Game of Thrones and trade away Trey Mancini to the dark side of the Houston Astros. That's right. Um, The return is so minimal. I'm not even going to get into it. Um, Again, this is a trade recap. We're going to have an MLB extensive episode about this later, but Trey Mancini moves from the Baltimore Orioles to the Houston Astros. Um, again, going back to my statement about intent from the Houston Astros. Um, this is why this move disappoints me. Trey Mancini is a rental. Um, his contract is up at the end of the season. He has been a Baltimore guy through and through, been through the club the past five years or so. Um, and I I don't see how this move, you get some prospects that might make your team better in the future. 
um, from the Houston Astros. Again, Ast the reason I'm not mentioning prospects, I'm only going to be mentioning prospects that are in the top 10 or 15, really, of these teams um, or are involved in huge deals like the Yankees. But, yeah, this is a sellout move. This is a chicken move by the, the Baltimore Orioles, in my opinion. Um, they trade away a guy that means a lot to their club. Uh, not numbers-based-wise, he's not having – a phenomenal season, but he's a guy that's in the clubhouse that helps you go for your uh, playoff push. That gets the fans bought in. That gets 30,000 fans at Camden Yards in the dog days in the second week of August, as opposed to we're throwing in the towel. Um, a month and a half of meaningless baseball is depressing. And that's what the Orioles have said with this move. So disappointed in you, Orioles. Disappointed in you. Okay, we're moving on. Um, moving into you, the household name of Scott Efros. That's right. Scott Efros has been traded from the Chicago Cubs to the New York Yankees. The Yankees are in this headlines over and over. The Yankees get some bullpen help from Scott Efros, who is pitching to the tune of a 2.66 ERA in 44 innings pitched. Um, Fun fact of how hard baseball is, Scott Efros made his MLB debut in 2021. And you might be saying he's 22, 23, 24. He is 28 years old, about to turn 29, finds himself on one of the best teams in baseball right now, challenging for a World Series. Just made his MLB debut last year, gets traded to the Yankees. I mean, imagine. Um, so exciting. Uh, the Yankees get again, some more bullpen, um, stability, not taking any chances with their back half of the bullpen this year. The Yankees are going for it. Um, Frankie Montes. Uh, I talked about Andrew Benatendi last week coming to the Yankees. Um, they got a really good team. Uh, probably while I'm talking, Aaron judge is hitting more home runs. <laughs> um, and what it ends up costing the Yankees here is let's see here yeah 28 years old cubs get the 24 year old hayden wesneski who now slots in as the cubs eighth ranked prospect um thinking about this from a cubs perspective fair deal um i mean you get a guy that comes to the majors last year posting a strong season the cubs are not contenders Getting a guy in return as your uh, top eight prospect, not a bad deal. Yankees, great deal. Um, again, statement of attempt. They're going for it. Um, moving to the NL Central, where the Brewers are trading away pitching. The St. Louis Cardinals are reeling pitching in from Jose Quintana from the Pittsburgh Pirates, as well as Chris Stratton. Um, to firm up the tail end of their rotation. Um, this move this move is a very safe move. It is a stabilizing move. Um, it is a different move when talking about the likes of Noah Syndergaard being thrown out there and Tyler Malley. Um, Jose Quintana is a guy that he's, I think he's 34 years old. He, he stabilizes the rotation. He's a four or a five rotation slot guy. I believe as I'm speaking, the St. Louis Cardinals are actually out of the playoff picture 
which is insane with the star power that they have, like Seth Paul Goldschmidt, um, NL likely favorite for the MVP, um, Nolan Arenado, and the Emilian Young outfielders that they have right now. The Cardinals also a team that I was discussing being in for Juan Soto. That's looking less and less likely by the minutes. Um, but they go and get Jose Quintana, very feasible fix and stability more so, I would say, toward the back end of the rotation. Um, they're waiting on guys like Jack Flaherty. Um, starters that can be elite like Jack Flaherty, but are coming back from injury. And this is a fail-safe move to get some innings from a starter that can give you five innings of two-run, six innings of three-run ball, um, and turn it over to Galagos and those other relief pitchers and try to get you enough wins, get you in the playoffs, and kind of gives you a stabilizing force in that rotation. Wolf. That's a lot. Now coming to your Atlanta Braves. I spoke about last time the Atlanta Braves, how they were kind of getting pressured or first move was made by the Mets is what I'll say. Tam, uh, I mean, the Atlanta Braves are trailing the Mets right now in the National League East. The Mets are a very good baseball club that just got Jake DeGrom back, which feels like a new signing almost as he's been out just about the entire year. He has been out the entire year. He's been out for a year in total. Um, but anyways, the Braves go out and make a move, um, trading away Will Smith, who signed a three-year, $40 million deal, I believe two years back, for former Tampa Bay Ray prospects, current Houston Astros pitcher Jake Odorizzi. Now, Will Smith um, is earning 13 million dollars this year uh about 14 point i mean not 14 4.6 million dollars uh remain on that contract so that's money that is now deferred to the houston astros um i touched a little bit about this with the milwaukee brewers and trading josh Hader. um a similar move honestly uh not josh Hader's the higher profile relief pitcher but the Braves are getting starting pitcher back in return, just like the Brewers are in DJ Lament. Um, but I, I like Jake Odorizzi. Um, but it's a money thing. We talked about the small to mid-market. Braves are no by means a small market team, but we're a mid-market team that doesn't typically like spending that much money um, on payroll. So this is a financial move. I think it's a move that fits the Atlanta Braves very well and fits the Houston Astros well in the sense of Jake Odorizzi was a luxury that they didn't really view as a luxury. Um, they have the starting pitching right now, and they need help in the bullpen, uh, which is why they make the move for Will Smith. Um, like I said, Will Smith is owed $4.6 million for the remaining of the season, plus he'll be owed an additional $1 million dollar buyout for 2023 um yeah and then on the flip side you got jacob rizzi jacob rizzi coming in earning five million dollars this year only 1.79 million dollars remains on the contract is what the braves will have to pay um so even just on the financial split we're paying less um 
uh, again, earlier in the season, uh, before the season started, Brave signed uh, former Dodgers closer Kinley Jansen, who's closing out games for us right now. The deal for Will Smith was for him to close out games. That's why we were paying him so much money. But he was downgraded to that setup man role. Um, this is a very interesting move in that it's it's the move of the Braves are going for it, but are also being financial conscious to our future. Um, and what I mean by that is the Atlanta Braves have a closer, Kinley Jansen. That's that. And they didn't deem it necessary to pay $13 million a season for a setup man, uh, which I actually like this. Um, I like getting rid of Will Smith. Um, I like the relief pitching that we have right now. We need a starting pitcher stabilization, and we get that in Jake Odorizzi. Pitching to a 3.74 ERA this year, I honestly think it's exactly what we need. You don't give up a ton of prospects. You actually give up MLB talent, but save money in doing so. Um, it's a state of intent. Um, Jake Odorizzi, I believe this is the last year of his contract, gained financial surplus in trading away Will Smith. Um, a need in starting pitching. And I think it's a good move for the Atlanta Braves. Um, keeping it with the Atlanta Braves, I also talked about us needing to strengthen the outfield position last week. And lo and behold, the two moves that the Braves, the Braves have made this trade deadline so far has been for a starting pitcher and an outfielder from the Detroit Tigers. The Braves trade for the monster, the legend, who's batting 205 Robbie Grossman from the Detroit Tigers. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said 205. Um, it's easy for Braves fans to look at this deal and not bat an eye at it, which to be honest, I don't really either. However, um, again, it, a, a lot of this about the deadline is about statements, statements of intent, seeing what this team does, seeing what your team does. And the Braves trade for Robbie Grossman, who hit 240 last year. He, he's an average outfielder. Um, and we talked about this last week um, in the dealings with Tyler Naquin and Andrew Benatendi. Now, Andrew Benatendi hit the ball, hits the ball a lot better than Robbie Grossman, and so does Tyler Naquin. But the type of player is, I guess, more to the Naquin stance is the same of depth teams that are going to the playoffs this year are stocking up on outfield depth. The Braves have lost Adam Duvall and I don't want to watch Marcelo Zuna have to throw a baseball from the outfield in October in a high stress situation. I, I, I will probably have nightmares about it tonight. Um, so Robbie Grossman alleviates that in myself. Um, he has an above average walk rate of 11.9%. Um, which isn't bad, um, honestly. And I think the Braves, again, we kind of talked about this last episode. The Braves are coming off a World Series year. Um, the Jake Odorizzi signing is honestly pretty huge. Uh, and it, it, the Braves are a collective, you know. Um, it's it's the Dansby's. It's the Wilson Contreras. It's the Michael Harris. Um it's Matt Olson, uh, you know, it's Orlando Garcia. It's seeing what we get out of Ozzy Albies once he comes back, hopefully this month. Um, 
And that's and that'll be the way that the Braves win the World Series in 2022 if they do. Um, I really like. I like that we've done something. Um, Jake Odorizzi, it's a big move. Um, 32 year old, not really high stress. Again, like I said, we're owing him 1.79 million dollars. Actually, saving money on trading Will Smith, who's been suspect this year. So. Happy with the Braves moves. Wouldn't mind maybe another outfielder tomorrow. Fingers crossed for Jock Peterson. Um, great PR move. Also a great move for myself that my pearl necklaces that I bought last year don't go to waste and I can wear them again. <sighs> That's all I got right now for the MLB trade deadline. Like I said, by the time this episode airs on August 2nd, the deadline is closing at 6 p.m. Plenty of more moves to come. Um, real quick on the Shohei Otani. I kind of mentioned it last time. The Angels were throwing it out there that he might be on the move. They said today that they're no longer listening to offers. They never were in the first place. They were just looking for some press. Um, that was never going to happen. Um, Juan Soto... Again, I still don't think he's going to be on the move. Um, I don't think the Cardinals deal for him. The Yankees go and get Montes, and they traded a decent amount of prospects away for him, uh, um, for Frankie Montes and Luis Trevino. So I don't think they go for Juan Soto. They definitely could. And if they go for Juan Soto, I again – even more so now after they've dealt for the Oakland starting pitcher, Frankie Montas. Um, I, I mean, they're World Series favorites if they get Juan Soto, but I think he's staying put. I think it's all lip service. All lip service. And I'm glad it hasn't distracted teams from making moves from this deadline because that's what I enjoy talking about. Um, that about wraps up uh, things for what we know about the deadline so far. Again, things are changing by the minute. Just got done recording our Premier League preview. And uh, while we were recording that episode, got a notification on my phone that the Braves have traded for uh, Robbie Grossman and Jake Odorizzi. So that's the glory of baseball. And that's why I love it. Um, it's always an entertaining spectacle. And this year has been so far no different. Um, so please support um, our coverage of the MLB by becoming a bad fan through subscribing, clicking the bell below the video to get notified every time um, that we want to throw out episodes for y'all. Um, interact with us on Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitter, and Instagram with your biggest reactions. And again, I have been your solo host for Major League Baseball News, Stephen Curl. I will see you in the next one. Um, and looking forward to going through an MLB deep dive with y'all probably sometime next week. So stay tuned. Um, appreciate you guys. Much love. And that's all I got. Peace out. <laughs>